Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, and we've got a guest today who, as I'm recording this, just had a million dollar month selling on Amazon. He started about four years ago and he was mowing grass, trying to make ends meet after having lost his job. He's just a dad trying to provide for his family, trying to figure out the e-commerce game at that point, selling a little bit on eBay, selling a little bit of random stuff on Amazon, things he could find here and there, clearance items and liquidation items and that kind of thing. Kind of a rough start. But he put up some decent numbers. He knew there was some opportunity here. He started pursuing some other opportunities that he learned in the Proven Amazon course, as you're going to hear, and jump forward to today, a few short years later, with a very small team that consists of just a couple members of his family, putting up some incredible numbers, expecting to do a $5 million year on Amazon because of some key relationships that he's developed with manufacturers. And we're going to talk about it. You're going to enjoy spending some time with Mr. Jeff Self today. I know I certainly did. The posts that he made in our Facebook group where he was talking about his million-dollar month. Man, he's such a humble guy. He says, I don't want people thinking that, uh, that I'm trying to brag or show off. I just want to inspire and encourage people as to what's possible because he said he's seen so many other people in our group doing exactly that as he was coming up after studying the course and being in the group. He said, I wanted to be that guy that was inspiring other people. That's his heart. That's a very humble, laid-back guy talking very matter-of-factly about this incredible business that he's built. And it was an honor to spend some time with him. And you're about to do the same thing. Let's get Mr. Jeff on the show. So Jeff, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to have you here. Well, it's good to be here, Jim. I've been looking forward uh, to, do, to our podcast today. So. Well, it's my honor, buddy. You've, you're a very busy guy. You've got a serious business, as we've already shared. And I'm excited to hear the story behind it because I got to be honest, I don't know a whole lot of detail. So I'm as eager as the listeners today to hear more about what you got going on, man. Tell us your story. Well, um, it starts about four years ago. I was uh, a plant manager at a retread plant. And I'd done that for probably uh, 14 years or so, you know, been in that career line. Um, and they decided to downsize. And uh, my job was one of the ones that got let go. So I'd always kind of dabbled in eBay through a lot of time. And I just did a little bit of that. And I honestly looked at Amazon a few years before that even. It just was too scary to start for me, I guess. Um, I seen all the requirements and everything. And I just thought it wasn't anything I could do. So, but when I lost my job, I was applying for jobs and I don't, you know, a lot of the positions that was in my line of work weren't in the area. We weren't ready to move. And my wife mentioned, why don't you just uh, do Amazon full time? And I said, that's silly. You know, you can't have a secure job that, you know, you got to have vacation and all that kind of stuff. And, and I kind of stopped me for a minute and said, you know, how secure was my job? You know, it's gone. You know, I don't, you know, I can make my own vacation if I work for myself. So I give it a shot. And, ended up here today with way more successful at it than I ever dreamed it could be. That's incredible. Yeah, I love the point you just made that sometimes we think of a paycheck as job security, but there's not a whole lot of that to go around these days. Right. Right. (laughs) I, I would argue that the multiple stream of income lifestyle is as secure, if not more secure. The skill set that we have finding profitable products and selling them online on any number of platforms, not just Amazon, and being able to teach other people how to do what we do. There's a lot of ways to generate revenue. Even if we had to start all over tomorrow, it's a skill set that can generate revenue. You've got that eBay background. That's helpful. You know how to scan through a yard sale and 
find the hidden nuggets and move on to the next target, right? I mean, you've got that skill set and that has served you well as you've built this incredible business. Okay, so got laid off with your wife's encouragement, which is always awesome to have the spouse on board. It's always helpful, huh? Right. You guys got into Amazon fairly seriously. Take us to the timeline. We're just four years ago. Um, well, I got laid off in March. Uh, mid, my wife has the dates. I, don't, I think it was mid-March. And uh, so probably uh, towards the end of May, I decided to kind of take the plunge and give it a shot. A little bit before that, a few weeks before that, probably my wife, I can't remember the people's name, but they, she'd been following a blog and, and they kind of directed us towards you through their blog. They were part of it. And so I joined your uh, Facebook group and was looking at all, you know, all the people saying, oh, look at this. this is what I did. And this is where I came. And I was like, wow, it really does look possible to make an income off of this. You know, and, um, whereas you, know, you hear a lot of the stories, oh, it's oversaturated. You can't do it today. It's that time's over all that kind of stuff and all the you know scare tactics or whatever it is to keep people out of it but you know I could see real life stories on your Facebook page and so I bought the pack and uh, went through a lot of the modules as far as just the basics of how you create a shipment and I was like oh that doesn't look as scary as I thought it was so we started uh, just doing retail arbitrage uh, and uh, yard sales like I said and I was still doing some eBay at the time and uh my first, all my first business was just in um, retail arbitrage. We traveled uh, a lot of miles. I went to a lot of clearance aisles and, uh, you know, that kind of thing to build up the business. And um, I remember my first sale at Amazon was something like the 5th of June. You know, it was a Friday night and I was talking to my brother and I was like, wow, I got my first sale already. I'd just been to my products in a week ago and I was excited, you know, through that first year. I mean, I didn't know what to expect um, as far as what I could actually do. At that point in time, we have some friends that have a landscaping business. I was mowing for them, uh, trying to make in, you know, make ends meet. I had some money stashed that uh, we was actually going to do some remodeling with, but it kind of changed to uh, money that we had to live on. So I took some of that money, which was a little bit, you know, kind of a scary because that was what I was going to be supporting my family with, and we started investing into the business to buy product. Wow. And you guys were kind of doing it the hard way too. I mean, scanning clearance aisles isn't something, I mean, you can find some gold there in yard sales. You can yeah. find some opportunities there for Amazon and eBay. We've got people who do just that model. Yeah. But that's the, that's the hard way to go. We don't necessarily teach that as a starting point anymore. A few years ago, <laughs> maybe we were. Well, that, that's the thing is like, I didn't know where to start and that's what I knew uh, yeah. as far as with eBay. Well, yeah, it, you took your eBay skills and you just kind of transferred them over to, to Amazon. Right. And at first it worked really well. And, you know, I was looking at the margins and you can make a lot higher margins potentially on those products. But as many people find out, you can't just depend upon that because once it gets in there, everybody else is buying those clearance aisles and then there's a race to the bottom. And, you know, that, that was some of the first discouraging moments I had, you know, when I get in there and I, oh, you know, this is going to lose money if I sell this now, you know, and, uh, that kind of thing. But, you know, that's some of the, the learning curves that, um, is different from eBay and things, but, that's pretty much all I did my first year, six months, you know, going through the rest of that year. And, um, I just remember thinking my goal was every week to send 1500 worth of sales in, you know, and I started thinking of at first, you know, I was going to the stores, we live in a pretty populated region. You know, I can drive probably an hour in any direction and had a lot of clearance aisles. But as I started clearing out those stores and then going back, I would drive a lot travel a lot and find something at some stores, maybe not find something at another store. And I start figuring out my time. I'm like, this isn't going to pay the bills. You know, uh, this is, I got to figure something else out. 
But through that year, the end of the year, I ended up the year for the whole year at a somewhere like 124,000 or something that first year. And I was ecstatic in sales. You know, I couldn't believe that I had reached that point, you know, and I just didn't think it would, I didn't think that was, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't think that was possible. Probably at a pretty good margin too, because I mean, yard sale clearance items, you know, that's some of the higher margin stuff if you know what you're doing. Well, and I guess that was also also like a, a problem for me because, you know, people were talking about wholesale and things like that. So I started trying to enter into that, you know, of course, everybody knows in this business, as soon as you hear about Amazon, you get a lot of no's. But when you do find some that work, then I'm like, this is, this margin isn't, you know, I'm making 100, 200, 300% on this stuff. This margin's like some of its single digits, you know, or, you know, barely above 10%. You can't sell on Amazon like this. So that probably kept me out of wholesale a lot longer than it should have. But I also started buying into some liquidation lines. Um, I know, you know, that the problem with it is it's a riskier move, you know, because especially today with Amazon, all the requirements for you have to produce invoices and things like that. And that I got in a little bit right before all that was a big thing. And it was just starting to be a big thing. But I was at the point though, was like, I need to either feed my family this way, or I have to move two days away from all of my family. So I took the risk, you know, I'm not saying that's a good way or it's for everybody to do that direction. You just have to understand your risk when you're going that direction. Yeah. Liquidations is, it's another tricky way. You came up through the rough path, man, for sure. (laughs) For eBay, for Facebook marketplace, for these third party marketplaces, you can, you can move some liquidation and do, do okay. Uh, But on Amazon, which represents half of all e-commerce in the United States, amazon.com is half. If you're going to hit that audience, liquidation is not the way to go. No, it's not. I mean, and that's just what I had at the moment. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. Yeah, you made it work, man. Kudos to you. You worked your tail off. You were cutting grass while you were doing this, man. I yeah. mutual respect. Well, it's just that when people hear this, you know, I'm not trying to say that's, you know, I'm not trying to say that's the way to go because it's it just because of that fact. It is difficult and it is a riskier move, you know. It's just what you what you're comfortable with. Um, but all along this whole line, I was looking to try to find something besides that. You know, and I was trying to find that breakthrough, that uh, product or product line. Um, so we did that. I came down to the end of uh, 18, 2018. And that, you know, you start, um, that line started running its course, I guess. You know, my my suppliers that I was buying from, like, you know, I was buying so much from them, I didn't have anywhere else enough money to look other places. So, but they started drying up, even the liquidation side. I come down, you know, got through peak of 2018. and. I was looking around and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to sell anymore. You know, no manifest were coming through or nothing that I could sell. Things were tightened up with Amazon and I was really struggling. You know, I was like, I was thinking this might just turn out to be part of my income. I don't have to go back to mowing. You know, I was really, really worried. And we kind of fell into some, I found some products that we were doing arbitrage. And, but that started also kind of drying up because come to find out it was a uh, kind of a limited supply at the time due to the manufacturing issues. Um, well, when everything started, started coming back in, prices started dropping back down. So the art project didn't work. So I reached out to the manufacturer and um, they got back with me and said, uh, we're not looking for any more distributors at this time, you know, kind of, you know, sorry, you know, type of a thing. And so I kept that email in my box and I was like trying to think what to do about two weeks past. And I was like, you know, you know, I'm going to reach back out to them again. So I said, I'm not looking to be a distributor. I just want to buy your products wholesale to resale, you know, through um, 
another channel. I'm not looking for a distributorship. Well, I didn't hear nothing, didn't hear nothing. Two weeks later, I get a call from a distributor for the company. And they said, the manufacturer passed this past you on to us. And so he called me. And so like where I had almost gave up, give up on that line, I just give one more push and I got a call back. And so I explained to the distributor what I did. And you know, right up front, I sell on Amazon. Is that a problem? You know, Because I didn't want to spend two hours of conversation with the guy and get pricing and everything and then just find out I can't sell. And he didn't quite understand. He knew Amazon, but it just was foreign to their world. And um, so he said, sure, we'll try it. So kind of moving, backing up a little bit, I guess, is I always wanted to sell like, you know, all the fun stuff, toys, electronics, all that kind of stuff, because it's fun, you know. But I also found out very quickly, toys is very competitive and very difficult. Electronics is risky for high-end returns and, you know, counterfeit items, claims and things like that, you know. So I knew, I got in my head, I want to do something boring something that people need every day, whether or not it's a birthday party or it's Christmas or not, they still need to buy these items. And so I looked boring and came through these guys and started working with them. I think, you know, at first, you might know, my, my buys from them were very small and um, it was kind of working within, as with anything else, people started coming in with competitive, being more competitive than me, they probably had bigger buys than me. So that one started kind of getting discouraged too, as I was still doing arbitrage along the way with this. In the beginning of last year, I was at the point of just giving up that line completely. And I called my distributor and I said, listen, unless we can do something with pricing, um, we need to get a little deeper here. What can I do to buy buy deeper, buy cheaper? And um, he said, well, along these manufacturers, most of them, you have to do a you know, 5,000 or 10,000 buy-in to get this price. And, you know, because he, he uh, supplied some of our manufacturers and I'm thinking, wow, you know, the product I buy, bought from them mostly was... I had to buy $10,000 at one shop. And that was a lot of money to me, especially at that stage, you know, when I'm trying to buy. And uh, the first time through, he offered to split the buy with me because they needed some for their stock. So I said, sure, let's do it. So I just kind of built on that. So we started buying into that, getting in deeper, building more relationships with them and with the other manufacturers they support. And uh, it just kind of blossomed into what we are at today. So I, I love what you said, just to take a pause about boring. I'm reminded of, there's a lot of people out there that give business building advice on the internet. And a lot of them will tell you like, find your passion, find a product you're passionate about, find a product you're interested in, find something that excites you that you look forward to. to. And like, no, I, I can't buy into that philosophy. The money is oftentimes in boring. And once mm-hmm. you start serving well in that boring niche, it's very exciting because you know you're serving yeah. customers and you're seeing your business thriving. You become very excited about an otherwise boring product. Someone's got to right. sell the boring stuff. You know, no one dreams as a little kid of selling, you know, dish sponges. But there's people out there who've made a lot of money doing that. The boring stuff, and that's not a niche I'm suggesting. I'm just pulled that randomly. But the boring stuff is what does really, really well, very predictably. So I love that you pointed that out, that, you know, that's a bad place to start if you're looking for something exciting. Look for the opportunity to serve well at a good margin and, and repeat a scalable model, that's where the opportunity is. So I love that you spent some time there. And how many different products are we talking about at this point? Is this primarily one product line that we're talking about? As far as today, you mean, or uh, well, now? at this point in time, when you're talking about, you know, kind of trying to track down the, the distributor. And- at that point, I was probably with him. I was probably selling, um, oh, maybe 10 SKUs, but they're all in the same niche, you know? Gotcha. All in the same line. Okay. And uh, and all the manufacturers he offers, it's all the same 
type of products. It's just different manufacturers that make them, you know. And the big thing with it was you just had to, there's some manufacturers who were more willing to work price-wise than others. And like, for example, this year, we've had pretty major breakthrough at the beginning of the year. At the end of last year, you know, we were buying some. I mean, I just go a little bit into the numbers was like at the end of last year for the year, I ended something like 1.8 for the year total. And by the end of this week, I'll probably have doubled my last year's sales. As we're about, as we're over halfway through the year at this point, because people will be listening to the different point. We're, we're more than halfway through the year and you've already hit last year's numbers. We're, we're about at halfway, just past the halfway point. Yeah. So, I mean, and the problem with it is, is um, what we, I was running into last year was there was just some lines I couldn't touch. But that relationship building and I guess proving that I'm not just a fly by night, I buy some today, I won't be here tomorrow type of a operation that they went to bat for me to their manufacturer and say, hey, these guys are buying this. If you can offer them something else, they'll probably buy it from you too. Because that's what I kind of went to him with. I was like, hey, this, this is a good manufacturer line. You just got to give me better pricing. So that relationship building is, was key in getting to where we're at today. And towards the end of last year, he got me into a rebate program with one of the manufacturers where you didn't see, I won't see the money for that until the end of this year. And we started buying into it. And I don't know, I'm guessing, you know, he started seeing the numbers I was buying with that competitive rates. And then we come in the beginning of this year and he came to me and said, Hey, I got you another program. And so that one has exploded. And he just came back. You know, I was on a call earlier today with that one just before this. Um, with running the numbers and the manufacturer is ecstatic with what we're doing. And last week he said, I'm working on another manufacturer. We're this close to having another program for you. So he's taken what we've been doing with some manufacturer going to others that they're dealing with say, Hey, you know, if you can get here to where he can work with this stuff, here's what he's doing with these other guys. So it's just opened up a lot of doors, just building that repertoire with these guys, uh, the, the, the confidence that, you know, we're going to come back and, you know, still be there and do what we say we're going to do, you know? I love the theme of relationships and we'll hit on that in a minute as you're telling your story. I know that's something you're going to want to address a little bit more, but that's such a key theme. Uh, slow and steady progress and relationships dealing with the same people over a long period of time, earning their trust. They're looking out for you. You're looking out for them. That means a lot in this business. It's not just Easter egg hunting. It's relationships. I love that. Yeah, but keep keep it going. Okay. So, you know, where we're at today, and the other thing is like, I had to think outside the box a little bit uh, with these programs, you know, starting with the one last year is I'm selling products today that I'm losing money on. And most people would think that's crazy, you know, but I'm doing that. So I will make money in the end. So like when you're, I found when buying stuff, like I kind of go back to when I was first looking at wholesale saying, you know, you can't make money making small margins. And, but the more I got to think about it, I can buy that product every day. If I want to order it tomorrow, I can buy it again. This arbitrage item I might find one time and make, you know, $50 off of it on a $10 buy once. But all these other products, I can order them in, have them delivered to me every day. So, like, I kind of changed my thinking in that aspect as far as that goes. It was hard for me to think that way after dealing with yard sales and eBay and arbitrage for so long. I just had to get outside of that um, mindset that I had to make this work, you know, and along with the rebate programs, you know, I had to get out of that. I have to make money today thing. You just have to 
you have to think outside the box, I guess is the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming the way the rebates work is you're rewarded for volume. So you're making slim margins right now, possibly on Amazon, but the manufacturer, distributor, they have a rebate program. So based on your volume for the year, you get a big check at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. So and in a more spend, you can hit different tiers, you know, and there's a lot of wholesale companies I remember looking into and like, if you spend this much, then you get this break. If you spend this much, you get this break. And I'm like, right. I'll never hit that mark, you know, <laughs> but because I was always thinking like I had to make money today, but then getting out of that mode, like thinking, okay, if I can just cash flow it and keep my self paid somewhat, then, then they'll pay off big in the end, in the end. And that's where I'm at today, you know, to, to be able to make this model work, at least in this market that I'm in. One of the, the most recent posts you made in the Facebook group showed your million dollar month that you just had. Mm-hmm. We don't get a whole lot of those kind of posts in the group. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of, it was kind of one of those things that uh, creeped up on me. I, I know people will say that's dumb. They creeped up on you. But at the end of last month, um, I was like, I could potentially hit that million dollar mark next month if I have my products in stock and that kind of thing. It was just like, you know, with all the uh, people with Amazon receiving and all that kind of stuff right now, I, I could actually be better than what I am. You know, it, they've kind of slowed me down to some degree, sure. you know, but, and, uh, but so I was really pushing for that. And then part way through the month, it looked like things were falling off due to different reasons, supply, you know, Amazon receiving and, you know, all that kind of thing. Well then, you know, but it came out right there towards the end, that last day of the month that we were able to push it through. And, Another side note, which I didn't mention on that post, is kind of I have my own business. After a few months of backing up, a few months of starting this, my brother was in IT, and I told him I was like, "You got to start this." You know, I said, "This is pretty amazing." So he's like, "Ah, there's not enough out there for both of us." And I was like, "I'm telling you that it'll work." So I talked him into it. He started the whole arbitrage thing. So while we have our own businesses, we kind of work together in a lot mm-hmm. of fields. We both are in this same space, and we both work together developing relationships he also hit a million dollars last month in the same space when did he start he started about a few months after i did so he's been yes. in about four months also wow. but we're, we're selling the same products in the same space and we both hit a million dollars last month but you're leveraging your ability now together combined i would imagine we um, are yeah we, we still we have our own separate business operations of course but dealing with our relationships our mm. partnerships, we work together, you know, with our companies because we can leverage our buying power. That's beautiful. So there's a lot of money to be made. I would never have dreamed there was this kind of money, the sales volume, until I actually experienced it. We haven't talked specifics about your margins. Once you factor in your rebates, it, you know, because you're playing in the big leagues, you know, what kind of margins are we talking about here? And I don't suspect that this is a model that our entire audience is going to pursue. I think it's mm-hmm. more of a this is what's possible. If you build the right relationships, go slow and steady. If you're willing to go after the low margin, high volume products and, and build relationships with manufacturers and distributors, which isn't hard to do. You didn't take a course. You don't have an MBA. You, know, you, didn't, you just hung in there. When someone said no in an email, you waited a couple of weeks and asked again. I mean, it, you know, it's not rocket science. What got you to this point? It's persistent in relationship. But I want to hear what your margins are too. Well, I was just looking at that, you know, as of right now, you know, I'm running as of last month, for example, net out, I'm looking at 6% return. Now, at the end of the year, I'm projecting, I'm projecting on the low end at 10. And it could be higher. But it's hard for me to really, I don't want to really like, um, 
over-exaggerate my returns. Yeah, you're kind of rough estimating right now. We're only halfway through the year. But you had a million dollar month. You, you do a handful of those and even at six to 10%, you got a pretty crazy rocking business. And the thing we haven't pointed out yet either is you have a very small staff, a very small team. You don't have a team of 18 people you're trying to pay to do this. I mean, you're, you're placing orders and they're, they're kind of whipping right through right over to Amazon, right? So how big is your team? Uh, myself. <laughs> exactly. Up until two, two or three weeks ago, my daughter just graduated high school and she's come on part-time to start with until she figures out what she's going to do. Now, all along my family, I have four kids. Uh, my daughter's 18 and I have uh, a 14, 11, and nine-year-old. Uh, my three, I have three boys besides her and my wife have all helped me to some degree with school and my wife teaches piano. She actually just kind of retired from her piano teaching this year because she decided to move on from that and kind of be more integrated into the business somewhat. But it's just me up until for most of the work. And uh, now they're helping more, but up until now, that's about what it was, you know? <laughs> and some people think, you know, I, I understand some people think that that's crazy running like that, but I guess that's kind of one of my downfalls. I have probably many of them, but I'm a micromanager. You know, I, I have a problem with letting stuff go without me seeing it and not touching it. So I'm trying to get better at that because I'm at the point now where I figure I've got to figure something out with that because I can't touch everything if I keep growing. <laughs> and so, but I also like the freedom of locking the door and going on vacation and not having to worry about anything, you know, except for my online side of it too. So it's kind of like one of those decisions I have to make uh, as far as the trade-off of, you know, how big do I want to get how employees, not employees, or, you know, that, all that kind of thing is kind of where I'm at right now today. Sure. Wow. What an unusual but awesome story. Again, fueled by a post. You've been doing this four years and you had a million dollar month. Uh, what's your projection for the year total Amazon sales? Do you have a projection in mind now that we're, we're past the halfway mark? Well, when I started this year and I ended last year at like 1.8, I was hoping I could, I was projecting maybe to hit three this year. And then as things came on, I was like, you know, 5 million wouldn't be a stretch. You know, it's possible. So now the product I sell is somewhat seasonal, the product line. So this is the time and it does tail off. I mean, I'll probably be strong through, um, I'm still learning it because I'm still kind of in this volume anyways, but I'm expecting it to stay strong through September at least. It'll sell somewhat through the winter. So I'm after hitting a million dollars in a month, I have probably the potential of a couple more of those probably. So like, I, I mean, 5 million may be a low number right now, but um, that's kind of what I'm shooting for, at least that, that number this year. That's incredible. And just doing the math that, you know, for a one man operation, got a couple family members helping out part-time. You brought another family member in who started this exact same business and he's doing well. It's a beautiful story. It's just a nice illustration of what's possible. There's so many different ways to do this business. Amazon is where half of all transactions are happening in the United States right now online. There's a lot of different ways to play in the game and to win in the game right now. Yeah. There's just so many customers there. And I love one of the kind of little hidden lessons in what you've shared so far is there's a lot of manufacturers, distributors, product owners out there who have no clue how to do the Amazon thing. They're perfectly content to work with you, to participate with and even even if they had pushed back, one of the things you could have done, and this is one of the ways you could expand at this point, Jeff, you're more than qualified at this point to say, hey, you know, maybe you don't want any more Amazon sellers. Maybe you don't want any Amazon sellers. 
how about we get you set up with your own Amazon account and I manage it. And when Amazon sends you checks, you send me a percent. It's a zero risk. You don't have to buy any inventory. And when you show them that screenshot of your million dollar month selling high volume of, of a you know, relatively low margin product, that's impressive. That's your key into the door of those opportunities in a big way. But you don't, you know, for the other listeners out there thinking, oh, I've never sold a million in a month before. Maybe I don't know. If you've sold anything at all on Amazon, you know more than 98% of the general public about how to sell on Amazon. You can do the same exact thing. So the opportunity is wide open. But I'm just saying, Jeff, you in particular are positioned extremely well for for that diversification of uh, your income streams. I'd love to work with you on that, actually. I mean, we are, um, I'm always open to, to diversify. That's kind of on my, you know, on my mind that I, Amazon's great, you know, and everything, but we also know how Amazon is, you know, it's, and it's hard to get my distributor and anybody you deal with even understand that when I order a product and it's not here in two days, you know, I feel like where's my product at? Cause I'm living in Amazon world, you know, a day is like a week for us. And most people don't understand that. So like things happen daily with Amazon change, you know, Maybe my product won't be a very highly sold product in six months. I don't know. You know, I, I don't perceive that happening, but I want to have other areas. That's kind of a, to get, to just be more diversified. I think it's a good idea, you know, to go that direction. But yeah, lots of, lots of ways to diversify from here for sure. And yeah. uh, you're more than qualified to, to jump into just about any of them that I can think of off the top of my head <laughs> based on what you've accomplished <laughs> as our, so many people in our, our listening audience. If all you've done is listen to 10 episodes of this podcast, you're more than qualified to begin helping people on their e-commerce journey because most people have never made a dime online and they have no idea that you even can or how that works. Yeah. And so the skill set you have, the credibility, the validation, uh, even if someone's listening to this episode right now and saying, yeah, I actually uh, was just studying with a guy in our community who had a million dollar month last month selling you know, products on Amazon. Like, that's the kind of people that I'm, I'm learning from and hanging out with. That's validating. Listeners to this podcast episode right now, that's you. That's 0.0001% of the population. That's a very elite. You understand e-commerce. Turn that into something special. Have conversations. Pick up the phone. Send those emails, distributors, wholesalers. You know, that's all the training that's in the Proven Amazon course, which is where you started, right, Jeff, you'd said? Right. I mean, that's the biggest place that I went. I mean, to be honest with you, I got help from that, but it was just combined with the Facebook group. I mean, yeah. you know, just seeing... And uh, when I first got on there, I would see stories like, but I, I don't remember numbers, people posting like $30,000 months or, you know, $100,000 months or whatever. And I'm like, there's just, there's no way they got to have some kind of special in route. They got to have some knowledge that I don't have, but man, if I could even do part of it, but it's not, it's just uh, a matter of putting the work to it. And I see people asking, what do I sell? And my answer would be anything, you know, you know, it's just a matter of getting in kind of going back to what you're talking about the you know, I mentioned about the boring I get my enjoyment out of my progression anymore of seeing hitting that next milestone or mm. doing you know what we're doing instead of like what I'm selling I try to get off of that as to what it does you know for me, you know what it allows me to do uh, what allows us to do as a family and some of our goals in our life that kind of thing yeah a great perspective I love it you're you're serving customers well with a quality product what does that allow you to do? That freedom, that time, that control over your schedule and finances, you know, the future, being able to sleep well at night, knowing the future is well secured uh, with, with what you've built. 
you know, there's no promises, there's no guarantees in any business ever. You know, none of us are promised tomorrow, of course. But it's great to have a business that's as stable as what you've built. It's a beautiful, it's, it's such a blessing. And I hope a lot of people listening today to this are encouraged by that possibility. You're not a one in a million strange phenomenon. There's tens of thousands of people building incredible businesses with new students coming on board. There's no saturation happening. Amazon's shelves are empty in a lot of cases. The, there's been a paradigm shift in how people shop in our country and around the world just in the last few months, more people than ever are shopping online. They have no intentions of going back to retail stores. The opportunity is huge. That's the big thing when you mentioned that is the, I think for some of the unfortunate events we've been dealing with this year, it's going to change the shopping experience going forward to a percentage. I think people that never shopped online before are going to see how easy it was and, how, and things and they're going to stay there. Oh yeah, even, even once life returns to normal. Yeah. Right. Whatever, whatever the, the different, I don't, I hate the phrase new normal. I don't, I really don't like that. Yeah. I want normal, normal, but even once we're back to, you know, as close to things were as we can get the way things were, there, a lot of people have new habits. Right. And so this whole e-commerce thing, it's not going to take a dip. It's just going to keep riding on up. And, you know, we just cruised past the 10% mark into the 12, 15% area of all commerce being done online we're still only 15% or so of all commerce is done online versus traditional retail. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me. That's going to be skyrocketing in the coming years. It's hard to imagine that whenever you're looking at some of the sales numbers, even across your Facebook group that, you know, in the community, like I see a lot of postings every day, you know, it's like, and it's only that percentage of all sales. It's in its infancy. Yeah. The future is, is just so wide open for this. And I, I think you've been a great illustration of just how wide open things really are and just how diverse the opportunity is. With one manufacturer relationship, really one key relationship opened up this huge opportunity for you and others in your family. It's phenomenal. Right. What tips would you have for the listeners today? Maybe the new listener, maybe someone who's been around a while. What strategies, encouragements might you have for the listeners? Well, I guess I, I would say mostly is um, just to to do it. You know, I mean, like I sat on the fence for a bit, you know, thinking oh, it's just too hard or it's, I've already passed it. I missed it, missed the opportunity when it was in, when it was just starting. It's not, it's still there. Just, just go out and do, you know, don't let fear paralyze you, you know, and uh, that's one of the biggest thing. And like I mentioned a couple of times is relationships. I mean, people was talking about that a lot. I heard people talking about it, but until you experience it for yourself, you might say, yeah, I get it. Relationships work. But until you actually can see it for yourself, it's hard to see how much that does matter is building that relationship with your, with the people you're dealing with. Yeah. It's more than just putting an order in to them, you know? Yeah. That rapport and that trust. I mean, if it can be done over the phone, do it over the phone. Needs to be a motto. I just came up with that, but that's pretty good. You know, don't send an email when you could do that over the phone. Right. And, and with that, that case is, you know, the email got me the in route, but right. it was the phone call, the conversations that got me in deeper, you know, and uh, that's the thing. And you didn't, you didn't tell me this detail, but I'm guessing that you now spend time on the phone or Zoom or whatever. I mean, with these guys that you're doing this with, is that correct? Yeah, actually, yeah, my, my rep comes out to see me at least a couple of times over the last couple of years, twice. And the, I was on a phone call just before this um, with my rep plus one of the manufacturers. Yeah. 
Uh, we're going exactly. to reach numbers. And he, he said, I can't wait to come out and see you, you know, but you know, with everything going on, they're kind of mm-hmm. locked down right now as far as travel. And he's like, you know, I got to do a presentation in, um, in Hong Kong, which sounds so exotic. It's not like I go there every week, you know, first time ever. And I was supposed to speak on, um, a different topic, but I started off just by asking the crowd, like how many of you were on the phone more than a couple times in the last two weeks, like having either a zoom or a phone call voice to voice, face to face. How many of you had mm-hmm. more than two or three of those in the last few weeks and in a, in a fairly significant sized crowd, maybe 5% of the hands went up. And I said, I've got my topic. I've got yeah. my topic. You are just spinning your wheels trying to push the right magic buttons on your keyboard and go to the right websites and order the right products. And, and you could just sit back and build relationships and blow past everybody out there who's trying to do the strategy, you know, the slick marketing, get on the phone, build mm-hmm. relationships, especially right now where people are kind of isolated and like, don't send an email if you could make a phone call. That'll triple your income in the next six months. Get on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. I see that more now than I ever did. You know, and that, and like, a, I'm not really. Uh, I don't know, a great talker or whatever. You know, so I would prefer to do the texting or the emailing and things like that in general. Most of us would. Yeah. You know, that's just the. I think that going back to the basics. You know how things used to be done in some ways is better. You know, technology is great for some things, but. For other things, it doesn't. Nothing beats a face-to-face, you know. Yeah, re- well, re- relationships grow faster the closer you are to live interaction. So, right, know, live together for over lunch, it's best. Zoom is next. Phone call is next. Then you get email, then a text, you know, and you get further out. And it just takes a lot longer to build that rapport and that trust, which is the foundation of what you've built. Uh, I love that lesson. I love that. That's the most important lesson from this million-dollar month and this targeted $5 million a year you're about to have, which I think you're going to hit and blow away. I think our, I think fall and, and Christmas this year is just going to be insane. Although it sounds like your product doesn't have a whole lot to do with necessarily Christmas shopping season, but... No, it's not really a Christmas, but I mean, I am... It's another aspect is my brother and I both are working with my brother-in-law that's also kind of starting Amazon and we're gearing more towards that season. Diversifying a bit, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's still kind of, we haven't exactly made enough contacts, you know, and things like that that would do anything like we're doing now, but it's just another avenue to try to help him get started, you know, better his life and, and also help us out in long, you know, on the other side. So it's just kind of something we just started into and working on, you know. That's phenomenal. I love your story. Any other, any other strategies or tips? I'm not putting any pressure on you, but I didn't want to leave anything off the list. If you had anything else to share before we start to wind up this episode. I get, I think that people sometimes... Um, overthink it, mm-hmm. you know, For and sure. think it has, there's some special magic way to do things. And it's just, right. like I said, just, just, just go and do it, you know, do what you think. And if that doesn't work, do something else. And I'd never have liked this, but you know, my wife has always said, you know, well, you have to fail a lot before you succeed. And that's, it's hard to, but sometimes you have to get a lot of no's or a lot of this didn't work. That didn't work, you know, in uh before you actually hit something that works. Um, I guess one thing that does come to mind and, I, for all of this, you know, for most of this, I've cash flow. I've not taken loans out or charged credit cards. You know, I work on terms with my distributor, but I see a lot of people sometimes get into trouble with that. You know, they think that, and if I would have had a lot of money early on, I probably wouldn't be here today, you know, because there was a lot of opportunities where I could have spent a lot of money, but looking back, it would have been bad money to spend, you know, 
and and I think that some people you need to take it slow, like you know, the, the model I hear all the time on your Facebook page is you know an inch deep, you know, and I that's the biggest thing. Even so, something looks perfect, just make sure you test it out first. Make sure you know what you're doing with it first, and you know, um, and the big risk has to happen at some point, but sometimes the big risks become smaller risk as you grow. You know, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Tortoise in the hair, that old story that Dave Ramsey tells about meeting a billionaire and asking him what his favorite book was that he should have his staff read. And the billionaire yeah. handed him a box full of the tortoise in the hair. He said, this is the <laughs> secret to business success. Slow and steady wins the race, which is why so often around here, we're giving the advice. You know, a lot of people say, hey, I've got 15,000 I can put into this business right now and I want to launch my own private label product. Help me. Yeah. You know, you might be, my best estimation is about 10% of the people that go down that road actually end up doing something significant. Mm-hmm. 90% end up with a garage full of product they can't sell and re- regretting and, and resenting the entire experience. And that's right. the best tools, technology, and training out there. Those are the numbers. Right. That's why we don't typically start anybody out there unless they've got e commerce experience. We start them out very simply, kind of like where you did. Like, let's get used to the platform. Let's go turn a few $10 items into $50 bills. Let's get a feel for that. Let's go an inch deep and a mile wide, meaning let's try a bunch of different things before we go too deep into Mm -hmm. any one thing. Now we're ready. You have a feel for the risk. You're starting to build some instincts. And we're not talking about a three-year journey to get to that point. We're talking about six, eight months, maybe at the most. Some people do this in a few weeks. Right. Now you're ready to commit and go deeper. You see a product, man, it's moving fast. Every time I get more, it moves fast. Should I go get my own private label version of this product, perhaps? You didn't need to buy any tools to tell you that. You just noticed it on your numbers. Like Every time I get more of this, it sells fast. I'm going to go figure out how to get my own version of this thing. That's how we teach private label versus keyword research, discover a niche, go in deep, fill your garage. That just 90% of the time, in my experience, I've been doing this 20 years, it just doesn't turn out well. Uh, and it's a sad story. And we get a lot of students that come to our community having had that exact experience, unfortunately. Uh, so I love that your advice resonates even at that level uh, for the new sellers out there. I, and I think like, you know, everybody that gets on, you know, YouTube or whatever, there's always those, you know, if you watch any type of video that has to do with Amazon, you get those commercials like, you know, this guy standing in front of his Lamborghini, come buy my course. And, and I just feel I can't sorry watch for anybody, <laughs> anybody that takes, you know, that, those guys out there are making their money off of selling their course, not doing what their course says to do, you know? And I think that, um, it's just, it's, it's go back to the basics. It's not some fancy scheme, you know? And that's why, you know, some people say like, Oh, you can help me do this. And I, I don't really feel like I have a whole lot to offer because it's just what you can read on your Facebook page every day or read in the pack. And it's just, it's there. You just have to act on it. And, um, you know, as where it amounts to. That's awesome, man. Great advice, Jeff. You did a phenomenal job. For a guy who said he hadn't been on the podcast before, I think you were a phenomenal <laughs> guest, my friend. Well, well <laughs> I, thank you. I feel challenged and encouraged and inspired. And uh, I'm looking forward to staying with you on your story, man. This is an exciting story. Well, yeah. I just say I'm exciting to see what happens next, you know, as far as it seems like every day there's something new in the mix or whatever. And that's what keeps me going. And you know, I just don't want to sit down and say, well, I'm here, you know, and you got to continue to grow or to continue to seek out new things, I think, or here, here is not going to be here anymore. <laughs> you know? So like, that's just what I keep trying to do every day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, things change over time and 
you got to stay growing. It's a leadership journey. Business is a leadership journey for sure. Keep, right. keep improving yourself. Keep improving those relationships. That's the journey. Well, let me talk to the listeners for just a minute. God bless all the business building warriors out there. Thanks for hanging out with us a little bit today. And a quick reminder that silentgym.com is the only link you need for the show notes. And we didn't mention a whole lot of resources today, but one of them uh, that you will want to take advantage of is, of course, the PAC, the Proven Amazon Course, which is the course that Jeff used to get started and so many others have as well. As far as I know, the course that's been used by more successful Amazon sellers than any other one in the history of Amazon seller courses. We've been around a long time, longer than anyone that's still in the game that I'm aware of. And uh, that's the course you need. And, and the price is ridiculously inexpensive because we love creating success stories. That's what we do. But to the listeners hanging out with us today, thank you for spending some of your most valuable asset, your time with us. We'll have another great episode like this again very soon. Thanks to our guest, Jeff. He did a great job today. And we'll, we'll talk to all of you guys real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.